0: You're listening to Red Nation Online. Evale might be staying one more year with the Montreal Impact. Woohoo! Good day, good night, and welcome to Off the Woodworks. Today, Tuesday, October fifteenth, one day before the biggest game of the season again. Like every game lately, against the LA Galaxy, live from the StubHub Center tomorrow night, ten p.m., ten thirty actually. The Montreal Impact are putting their season on the line. Again, and it will be without Ferrari, without Abraovsky. The team's beat up, it's banged up, it's been through the dirt, it's been kicked around. It's going to be interesting. So today on the show, I talked to Ludovic Martin from optimum soccercom about the Montreal Impact, about Devao staying another year, maybe. It was said earlier today in the Italian media, That Davayo might stay another year playing for the Montreal Impact and then moving on to the administration of Bologna FC. Will it happen? Hopefully it will. We'll see what Davayo says today in practice or maybe tomorrow. But anyway, so today on the show we talked about that. with We talked about Marco Charlie Bum. Is he doing a good job this year? Is he being a bum or is he the good Charlie Bum? We don't know. That's what we talked about. Is he deserving of coming back next year? Is this season and this team, does it represent Shelley Baum's thinking of football? We don't know. So that's what we talked about too as well with Ludovic Martin. And we talked about maybe what kind of formation we should use. Why we're not using the formation, in my opinion, that saw the most success for the Montreal Impact, which is the 4-4-2, uh, the 4 in a diamond shape in the midfield, now that Bernard Dallas is on is getting back to uh, in form, going back to fitness. He's going to be a second game tomorrow night. Hopefully, Bernardello's is going to play a little bit better. Hopefully, the whole midfield as a whole, like David said, plays better tomorrow night. So anyways, we talked about that with David Martin. But first, again, last Saturday, Stad Saputo, the Montreal Impact fell one nothing to the ends of the New England Revolution. A direct opponent in the race, push for the playoffs. Hashtag push for the playoffs. Right now, it's not looking so good for the Montreal Impact. We have a slight advantage still over the likes of Philly and Chicago. Not Chicago, but Philly. And basically you, Philly. And uh, New England just... It's not looking good. It's not looking good. I don't know what we should do. It's going to be a very interesting... Game Saturday. So first of all, one thing that is going Montreal's way, it is an international window. The U.S. are playing tonight, so that means that the Galaxy are without LD Cakes, without Lennon Donovan, and without Robbie Keane, without Gonzalez. So you know what? Actually, Gonzalez uh, hasn't been called up. Stayed with this team, I think. But it's gonna be not easy, I know what you're thinking. Oh LD cakes and Robbie Keenan out there, so we have a shot of winning. Don't forget, we're gonna have a unproven defense playing for us on the road in LA, a very tough place to play. There's other players that can step up for the galaxy, the likes of the McBean McBean and the McBean Jack, of course his name is Jack as well. Damn. Then you get Gyasi Sardes. The second best hair in the league, you could say, behind Yedlin. If you like that type of hair, you know, what that freaky looking type of hair, well, that's the kind of guy he is. But he's very good having a breakout season this year. He gained a lot of times with the fact that Donovan take a couple of months off in the off season and in the beginning of the season. Well, that gave more playing time to the likes of Sardes, and he continued to ride that wave Every opportunity he got. And another thing that's really going well for the LA Galaxy, not only Gueros Artes, but a player like Jose Villarreal who's really dangerous. Like Ludovic said, it's going to be a very dangerous threat to be handled by the unproven, once again, unproven Montreal defense. The back line is going to be... Tested because Ferrari's gone, like as we were saying, brovsky has gone. So you can probably put some money that Lefebvre, Camara, in the midf- in Lefebvre and Nesta in the middle. So the student and the teacher in the center back. Tissot? Tissot deserves to start. Tissot's going to be there. Then the big question will we see Arnaud again at right back? Or will we see Uh, We met. Will we see W? Will W be at right back? Or will it be... I don't know. Who else can it be? It's either Arnaud or we met. Were you impressed by Arnaud playing their last game in the Zaputo? To be quite honest, wasn't impressed by anyone in that game. It's a shame. We should have gotten... We should have got a better service and... Just take a second. What was Charlie Bomb thinking, putting Andres Romero instead of Felipe? Okay, gladly. I understand you want to rest Felipe before the game in LA. I understand that. No problem with that at all. But can't you put somebody else better than Romero in the middle? Romero didn't play there all year. We've never seen, seen him play in the attacking middle... Field position right in the center. I mean we play there play him there almost in the biggest game in the season against a direct opponent for the playoffs at home on top of it all. I don't understand what Shalibaum was think was thinking, and I'm starting to doubt that Shalibaum should come back next year. I dunno about you. Do you want to see Marco Schallibaum come back? What do you think about Shalibaum? Let me know on Twitter at off the Woodworks. Email me, off the Woodworks at hotmail.com. You can always comment on Facebook as well. Let me know what you think. Should Shalibaum get another, sh- another chance, or should we go? There's a couple of experienced MLS coaches available right now, the likes of Frank Yallop. Bob Bradley is probably going to... Egypt lost to Ghana today. Egypt is out of the World Cup qualifying, and Bob Bradley... Might be just out. He might decide he had enough of all the shenanigans with the Egypt national teams. He still did a good job, in my opinion. His only loss was in that away home series against Ghana. It was a really terrible draw for the Egypt men's national team. Well, anyways, Bob Bradley might be looking for a job. And he might be looking for a place to come back. Might be the MLS. You have to listen to what a coach of that stature can do. A proven winner in Major League Soccer, such as the likes of Frank Yallop, last year's winner of the Supporters' Shield, if we all remember, with the San Jose Earthquakes. So what would you like to see? Who would you like to see? Another shot for Shalibom? And maybe give him a chance to build his own team, like Ludovic was going to say later on? Or would you go with the likes of Frank Yallop, Canadian boy from BC, who would love probably to come back to Canada okay maybe not getting closer to his family being in Montreal but that might be a good option and who would you like to see do you think Marabiello is ready for it or whatever what would you like to see or Shalibam maybe you think Shalibam should stay as a head coach let me know what you think about that we'll take a small break on Afterwood the and right after that we'll take a quick glance on the standings in the MLS the quick game, glance at the games on Wednesday night. And we're going to have to pray for the result to go our way. But never mind. The vial is staying maybe for one more year. Woohoo! By a jumbo check.
1: It wasn't easy. But
0: nothing The standings in the MLS are boo-hoo-hoo. The Montreal Impact took a big drop after the weekend games. All right, as it stands right now, two teams have clinched a playoff spot in the East as it stands today, October 15th. The New York Red Bulls, first, 53 points. Kansas City, second, clinch a playoff spot in the weekend, 52 points. The Houston Dynamo are very close to clinching as well. 48 points. The Montreal Impact are now fourth. 46 points. The magic number, in my opinion, should be 4. You get to 50, you have a good chance of making it. And the magic number would be 6 points. You get two win, 2 victories. New England can reach more than that. The so maximum they can get is 51. Anyway, so Montreal fourth, 46 points. But the only team left in the Eastern Conference with the game in hand. And that game is tomorrow night against the Galaxy. Hence the importance of, the importance of that game. Everybody has 32 games played except Montreal with 31. It's the redemption. If we win tomorrow night, we're back in third. And you know what? The first place is still possible, mathematically. So nothing is lost. Not all is gone so far. Fifth position, the last ticket to the playoff, is right now the Firecrackers. Chicago is fifth, 46 points, but tied. The only reason they're they're fifth is because they have one more win than Philly. Philly is sixth, 46 points as well. And New England, 45 points. Only two teams can still have a shot at the playoffs, in my opinion. Being Columbus, 41 points. They're too far back. Maximum they can have is 47. They're one point away of being eliminated. So, the Philly and New England. Philly and Boston. Yeah, Boston. I'm gonna get in my car. i am go to Boston. Trying to beat the refs? Oh, well, we can't. They beat us at home. Can't believe it. Romero in the middle. What the heck? Philly and New England have a shot. But let's hope Montreal gets something. Something out of the game in L.A. That are the standings in the East. And then the West. It's Portland 53 points. RSL 52. Seattle 51. LA and Colorado tied at 48. And the earthquakes 47. And Vancouver 45. Earthquake have a shot. Vancouver has an outside shot. A couple points away from being eliminated. And maybe a couple points away from Martin Rennie to lose his job. The hopes were high. The expectations were high. Almost like a mountain for the Whitecaps. And they did not deliver. They had a couple glimpses of genius in a couple games. Camilo biased the result by scoring a lot of goals, being tied tied with Marco Devaio for the lead in the Golden Boot race in the MLS. So those are the standings and the teams that has a shot of making the playoffs. Let's look at the actual schedule for the weekend. Not the weekend, but the week game, the Wednesday night game. We all know. Montreal is traveling to StubHub to play their season. We all know that. And we all are shaken and having nightmares about that game. I actually had a dream last night that Montreal was winning 3-1. It was not a nightmare. And no, I did not take anything special before I went to, to sleep. I was surprised as well, but that's what I dreamed of. Is it a premonition? Probably not. So Wednesday, only one game in the Garber Circuit, Galaxy, Montreal. Friday night, Kansas City and D.C. We'll talk more about the game the weekend in the next show, which is going to be Friday on Red Nation Online. You can still get today's show on the Red Nation Online app. Just go to the Twitter feed of Red Nation Online or my Twitter feed, and you'll find the link to get the applications for your smartphones, iPhones, anything you would like, tablets, You can get the Red Nation Online app, which has three podcasts, three great podcasts on it. Eastside Stand Up for Toronto, From the Black Hole for anything, Prairie Soccer and Canada Men's National Team. And Off the Woodworks, yours truly. We'll take another small break on Off the Woodworks when we come back. A regular guest on our show, Mr. Ludovic Martin at Le Kurosawa on Twitter. Writer for Optimum Soccer.com will be right back. Here is a plea from my love to you. Nobody knows me as well as you do.
1: You know how hard it is for me to shake the disease that takes hold of my tongue in situations like these.
0: Welcome back to Afterwood Works. We have right now a featured guest on our show, Ludovic Martin from Optimum-Soccer.com and writer for SoccerNewsDay.com as well. Hello, Ludovic.
1: Hi, Kevin. How are you?
0: Pretty good. And yourself? Good, good. Well, we can say we're both doing better than the Impact.
1: Oh, that's not hard. <laughs> Pretty much everyone in MLS is doing better than the Impact right now. So.
0: All right. So let's kill the elephant in the room right now. The Impact is in the worst slump in the history of the team, in my opinion, since they joined the MLS. Mm-hmm. What's causing that slump? What's the actual core that's causing the slump?
1: Well, that's the main problem. You can't say exactly what it is, because yes, there are injuries and uh, and yes, the players are tired, but it's not strategic, it's not uh, technical, it's not tactical. So, in my view, I don't know, it's maybe a character problem, uh, lack of pride and uh, something like that, I don't know. It's really re- leadership, mental... Uh, mental uh they're tired mentally something like that that's what i would uh, go for
0: so basically we only had in the season only two three good months basically we've been on a slump for three months
1: yeah that's pretty much it because we, we started pretty hot then uh it cooled down a little and it went really bad and then we got a good month of august when bernardello signed for yeah. uh, four games so that was good and after that it's all gone uh Bad again, so uh, really hard to see what the problem is here.
0: Okay, so the elephant in the room. Do you think Montreal has what it takes to make it to the playoff in the next nas- in the next three games?
1: I think they will, uh, but it, it'll be hard. And it, it's not them that will make the playoffs. It's the other teams that won't make them. <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> you know, they'll probably end up like Vancouver last year, making it uh, despite playing bad and not. Doing much once they're there, that's what I see.
0: And we're going to, are we going to get eliminated from the start. We're we going to do a famous oh, Montreal Impact run in the playoffs.
1: Unless we we really get hot and win our last three games or get results in our last three games, I don't see us doing anything in the playoffs. Not that we're playing right now, it's not
0: possible. So just to remind our listeners, the Montreal Impact lost last week at the Saputo one nothing against the New England Revolution, a direct opponent in the race for the playoffs push for the playoffs, hashtag put for the playoffs on, on Twitter. So, the next big game, is the game that's been screwing the table all year long. Mm-hmm. The one game that we were supposed to play earlier this spring in LA got pushed off to now because of the CCL earlier this year, and that game made Montreal high high hopes, in my opinion, throughout the whole season. Do we have a yeah. shot of winning that game?
1: Well, actually we do. Not that... Uh we're good on the road we're all we have to say in the last four games on the road montreal only lost one and that's the last one in houston and if it wasn't for that uh not penalty call that should have been called for a lot of people we could have gotten a result there so we could have been uh that our last four games uh without losing on the roads so i think we can manage something here despite Still some injuries and missing players, but L.A. also has some injury problems and players missing, so that evens out. But I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing uh, Villarreal and Zardes and all the kids in the, the uh, L.A. attack because Donovan shouldn't be there, and uh, same for Keane. So I'm curious to see that.
0: So did Montreal catch a break by playing that game in an international window?
1: Uh, is it a break? I don't think it changes much because... Even in the spring, uh, they would have played L.A. when they were out or a little bit better anyway. But Landon Donovan wouldn't have been there because he, he wasn't ready for a comeback then. So I think it doesn't change much.
0: Okay, so as you said earlier, kids like Zardas, Villareal, and players like McBean, and players like that that have actually had breakout season, mm-hmm. do you think they're going to be dangerous against a very decimated Montreal defense. We're talking about Ferrari's not going to be there, Brovsky's injured as well, and Camara's going to do return, but he's banked up. Everybody's banked up, so what do you think about that?
1: Uh, It'll be hard for Montreal, that's for sure, but I think um, that that defense will be the same uh, that played against uh, Heredia a couple of week backs. Uh, They were pretty good back then. Uh, It's not the same opponent, that's for sure. Uh, The LA Galaxy is better than Heredia. Nobody can say that. But, Still, they've got some experience playing together. And I think we have to change the recipe anyway because things aren't working right now. If you looked at the goal uh, by New England this weekend, the ball went through everyone on defense. Nobody did did a thing. And Goncalves was all alone and he just put it in. I mean, you have to change things a little bit. So, yeah, I think they can manage. But it'll be an interesting duel. And probably the, the winner of this duel will get the result they want. So Montreal getting a tie would be good. If they 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 can manage the the Zardes McBean Villarreal the kids that will be and Juninho too that yeah, will true. be uh, playing for LA and if we get a tie that's good we we win that duel.
0: Yeah, so in the midfield, Bernardo is going to be a second game since his injury. Injury. Do you think he's going to be more impressive? Because let's be honest, it wasn't his best game last game at Sabuta.
1: Well, nobody in the midfield had a really good game. Well, <laughs> uh, oh, nobody
0: but, in the team, you could say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bernier wasn't good. Uh, Ramiro was dismal. I mean, uh, yeah, Bernardo was actually, for my opinion, the best of the three uh, central midfielder. Not perfect, but good. But he he had a lot of problems with the lean win. So who played a really, really, really good game. So uh, I'm I'm not sure if he'll it's though because just coming back from injury like that playing. Twice 90 minutes in the the span of four days. That's not easy. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what will happen. I'm actually uh, happy that Felipe didn't play the whole game uh, last Saturday because that means he'll be able to play today. So if uh, we can have DeVayo up front for 60 minutes with Felipe behind him, maybe that'll help.
0: Yeah, you're talking about the attack and midfield position. What was Chalibon thinking by putting Romero, of all people, in that position to start the game last Saturday? It did not pay off.
1: Well, for me, it was a gamble because of the the, the fact that we had a lot of games to play. Uh, he tried to give a little bit of rest to Felipe, so it didn't work out. Uh, maybe uh, Andrew Wenger would have been a better option at that place. Maybe I would have tried that. So, um, But... I just hope that Rato won't be back next year because he's really bad. Every time he's on the field, he's not good at all. So I hope he's not back.
0: Yep. So let's talk a little bit about tactics. Mm -hmm. There's one formation that impressed me this year that we've only seen a couple of times, and I believe that it was the best showing of the Montreal offense. A 4-4-2 in a diamond shape in the midfield with Beponi up top with (coughs) Devio. Do you think we should go back to that formation?
1: Mm. I think that if he could, Shellybaum would go back to that formation. The only problem is we don't have enough strikers to to, to be able to manage such a formation because uh, I'm not sure if, he, if he's back, but Paponi was hurt again uh, this okay. weekend. So that leaves us only two strikers. What do you do if you've got a problem, if you need to change one, you can't. So that's the, 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 the main reason for me is that Shellybaum would like to do that. He can't. Simple okay. as that. And it'll be interesting to see if he comes back next year. Uh, how the impact will manage that will they hire two, three strikers during the off-season to give us, give them a little bit more uh, options maybe uh, I'm curious to see what they'll do
0: So you're talking about next year let's announce it today a big rumor and a big article was written in the Italian media saying that Marco De Vallo will be back with the Montreal 11 next year mm-hmm. your first comments on that
1: uh, I'm actually happy he's back because he's the best player we've uh, the best player we've had this year, so uh, it's a good thing. Even though he'll be uh, a year older, um, if once again it comes uh, to to Shalibam, if Shalibam is there next year, he'll have a year experience of what MLS is, and maybe he'll be able to manage the uh, fatigue factor better than he did this year. Because right now, Devio doesn't look uh, good. He looks uh, like he's playing hurt. He looks tired, just like the rest of the squad. So He's not looking good, but I'm really happy if he is back. Uh, I'm happy about that.
0: So you mentioned as well, Marco Schalibon. Will he be back? I have a big conundrum. Because yes, he had a decent season, but he had Devio for the whole season. Can you imagine if... Jesse March had Marco DeVito scored 19 <coughs> goals for him last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It would have been just a couple points more throughout this whole season, and we would probably made the playoffs. But anyways, mm-hmm. do you think Shalibam should come back, or there's a lot of good coaches with a lot of MLS experience available right now? The likes of Frank Yale, probably a Ben Olsen, or coach like that. What should the Nick Desantis do for the coaching position going forward after this year?
1: Um, if I'm technical director, I, I give another year for Shalibam, but uh, not two, one, and we will see what we do. Because this year he, he gets a free pass for me because it's not his team. He came in really late and he had to work with what he had. He didn't have that much input on uh, the players that were coming in and all that. So he he was a he couldn't use the tactics he necessarily wanted to use. So I say next year he'll have. A year behind him he'll know how to manage MLS and travel and fatigue and all that, and he'll have the opportunity to, to build the squad a little bit more like what he wants, and we'll see what we can do what he can do then. that's the, that's the way I see it so I, I'd give him one more year, and after that we'll see
0: Okay, and do you think that his suspension his four suspension for a total of five games <laughs> is going to affect the decision of the technical director for the future of the coach?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Nick DeSantis would have gotten a, a more suspensions than that <laughs> so, if he was the coach. So, no, I don't see the problem with that. They've got the same passion. They they, they talk the same language. They react the same way. For me, uh, I don't see why that would bother uh, the impact.
0: Okay, so tomorrow night in L.A., just stop-up center, what is going to happen?
1: I think we're gonna go. Uh, we're 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 gonna score a goal, and it's gonna be a one-one draw. That's what I, I think. Uh, who's gonna score? I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say because uh, I don't. Maybe Felipe, you know, because he oh, didn't okay. play that much yesterday, uh, Saturday, and uh, he'll be in shape. So I'd say we win one-one. Uh, we win. We tie, and it's a win for us. It's a point. It's good.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of hoping Davio scores. So because right now he's somebody's tied with him for the league in uh, goals. Mm-hmm. I think it's Camilo was just tied Yeah,
1: in. I think. Yeah, well, Camilo scored. Uh, did he score this weekend? I don't know. McInerney scored, I know.
0: Yeah, well, McInerney is still only 12. Okay. But it's been 19 for DeVaio and 19 for. Uh, what's his name? I just said
1: DeVaio
0: it. Or Camilo? Uh, Camilo, 19 yeah. as well. And Mickey's not far off. If he's not tied, he's like one back. So yeah. we need DeVaio to score.
1: Yeah, if he wants to win the Golden Boot. And it, it'd be nice if he could go to 20, so you need to to get back on track <laughs> eventually.
0: And double his prediction of 10 boots that he yep. said in the beginning of the season. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Ludovic Martin, thank you very much for being on Off the Woodworks and enjoy the game tomorrow night. Thank you, Kevin. And uh, Ludovic Martin, you can read his articles on optimum-soccer.com and you can read them as well, Soccer News Day. So talk to you soon, Ludovic. Thank you. See you soon, Kevin. Understand me Understand me Understand me Understand me So let's hope that Montreal can shake the disease out of their legs. Thank you again Ludovic Martin from Optimum-Soccer.com and thanks to every single one of you. To listen to Off the Woodworks, you can get this show on iTunes, a feed burner, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, and you can get this show on the Red Nation Online app. Get it for your smartphones, tablets, whatever you need. And go to rednationonline.ca to get your Canadian men's national team soccer fix. Canada's playing Australia as we speak. No spoilers, we might talk about it in the next show. So thanks very much for listening. Any question, comments, prediction for tonight's for tomorrow night's game, you can go to uh, uh, Twitter at off Works. Always with the next. Don't work, don't forget. Everywhere off It Works with the next. You can go to Facebook. Go like my page Off to You can go as well. You can email me OffTheWoodWorks at hotmail.com for anything you have to say to me. So tomorrow night, biggest game of the season so far. The game in hand that we have that's been screwing up the table all year long, well, it's tomorrow night. So be there, be square. I'll be at Frappé. Come and say hi, at Café Frappé, tomorrow night. I'll be there. Off the woodworks is going to be live from Café Frappé with the supporters, with the Association of Supporters from Montreal and back. We'll be at Frappé. So we'll see us I'll see you Friday, and you'll see me Friday. Until then, I'm Kevin Laramie, and have a great soccer.